You're listening to C-Store Talks. I'm Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions Magazine. And for this podcast series, I am having conversations with women in convenience. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hunt Brothers Pizza represents a legacy of pizza in the convenience store industry. We are able to offer the best pizza value in town at over 7,800 locations across 30 states, ensuring you're never far from one of our store partners, whether at home or on the road. Today I'm here with Joy Almekis, the Senior Director of Food Services Global Partners. Joy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Erin. I'm excited to be here. So Joy, to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about Global Partners? For example, how many convenience stores does Global Partners operate? What banners do they operate under? Where are the stores located? I I absolutely can. Uh, Global Partners, as you probably know, Uh, is publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange, one of a Fortune 200 company. Uh, We have probably more than 350 company-owned, company-operated stores. We fly multiple banners. We have All Town, All Town Fresh, Extra Mart, Fast Freddy's, uh, Jiffy Mart, Max Markets, T-Birds, and recently we've acquired Wheels, which is down in the Connecticut market. In a further south, are the um, Miller's markets that we just picked up in Virginia. So we're quite busy and doesn't look like we're gonna be slowing down anytime in the near future. Wonderful, well, congrats on those recent acquisitions. Thank you. Um, So tell us about your role as Senior Director of Food Services. For example, how long have you been in the role and what do your responsibilities entail in that role? Okay, I joined Global, it'll be seven years in July. Uh, I came when they were pretty much a global Montello group, so a smaller group of stores. I originally started out my path working for the distribution company uh, that supplied Global. I was their key account uh, executive, and this account required more and more uh, attention as time went on as they began to grow the brand. And they had asked me to come on board to help head up their uh, food service department. As The director of food services, my responsibility is to understand trends uh, in the market, kind of think outside the box. As you may see, we have an all-town fresh brand that is organic, all-natural, locally sourced. I was one of the pioneers beginning the global all-town fresh. I have since moved over to what we call the legacy portfolio, or I like to call the other 300 stores that we take care of as well uh, for the company. And super excited to have input and be an influencer with menu mix uh, to understand what staffing pattern should look like and to really understand where we are today as well as where we would like to, you know, eventually get to in the future. Great. And you mentioned you have been with Global for seven years. Is that correct? Coming on seven. Yep. Okay. So were you in the convenience store industry before you were with Global or what were you doing before that? Okay, so as I mentioned, I was with a distribution channel. I worked for J. Pollock Distribution, and they were recently purchased by NCD, uh, which is a larger conglomerate out of Florida, and they also appear to be on a strong growth pattern. Before that, I really began my, my situation working with, it was called uh, White End Pantry. Oh, yeah, and I think, I yeah. White End from Chicago. 
Yeah, oh, of course you did. Very, very big in Chicago. Uh, here we had New England Pantry, which was owned by White Hen. And there were something about 60 stores. That was my first delve into convenience store food service. Quite honestly, Erin, I had no idea what I was doing. I had graduated from Johnson & Wales with a degree in hospitality. Uh, so I did understand the importance of providing great service and great products to the guest base. What happened is I was working in the hotel industry as a baker. And what happened is you can't only have too many 3 a.m. starts before they start to get tired. When you get older, you have children. It became a little bit much for me. I saw an advertisement that uh, White Hen was looking for a perishables coordinator. I applied, uh, they took a chance on me. I was super excited to take the position and it's, the rest is history. We went from White Hen doing that. When White Hen was purchased by 7-Eleven, I wanna say maybe 15 years ago, I was picked up by Jay Pollock. They had asked if I would come on board there. So again, a great opportunity and it made sense as far as a migration for you know, growing my own self professionally. Great. And what generation are you a part of? I had a look. That's how I know how old I am. So I'm Generation X, right after the baby boomers. Generation X is kind of a cool generation because what I learned about Generation X is we were the first generation, really, where the, both parents went out to work. And we were left as the latchkey kids. I remember going to school with a key around my neck. And my job was when I was 11 years old, 10 years old, to go into the house, lock the door behind me, call my mom, tell her I got in the house, I was safe. No friends over, no craziness. I was a kid. We had friends over, we had craziness. <laughs> but as a result, I, I really believe I learned to be very independent, very self-reliant, adaptable, and entrepreneurial in the way I would handle our day. Because from I would leave my house at quarter of seven to go to school. Mom wouldn't come back until maybe five or six o'clock at night. So that left the whole day for us to do. My dad was a teacher at the time and he was always busy. I think he wanted it that way, but that was good. And uh, yeah, so Generation X was a kind of a cool generation. It was the, the turn of when things really started to change, when women did start to enter the workforce full force. And it gave me an opportunity to watch people like my mother go into the workforce and really make work uh, something that was really important to them. It wasn't a job, she began a career. And, and let's talk a bit about how that sort of, that Gen X mentality and what you saw growing up kind of translated as you moved into your career in the convenience store industry. So can you talk to me about what your early career experiences were like in terms of, you know, were you one of the only women or part of a diverse group of women? Um, did you have to navigate any kind of sexism along the way? Did you have mentors? What did, what did it look like for you? So coming into the convenience store industry specific, I would say it's very heavily weighted toward men. There's no doubt about that. But I, I think I was fortunate enough to enter the, the industry when things started to change a little bit. When I was hired by White Hen Pantry, I w it was myself and one other candidate who I'm still very good friends with today. He's, you know, he's a man, I'm a woman, and they couldn't make a decision, so they hired us both to take care of this role. 
I want to say that it was interesting in the beginning because it was true. It was like myself and maybe two other women in the entire New England pantry umbrella. That was, I was welcomed by the men, but it was definitely, I felt that it wasn't maybe completely inclusive initially. As time progressed, however, I did notice that more and more women do enter the workplace. I can speak to global specific and say that they really did make, uh, I would say, a genuine effort to make sure that almost to include women in everything they do. When I first came to Global seven years ago, the chief financial officer was a woman. Mm. The, yeah, so that was interesting because I think Eric Slifka, who is the CEO and president of Global, really saw it's not about the gender, but what can someone offer? And then it, we went to another level where you almost have to go out of your way to hire a woman. And we do think differently. We have to think about work-life balance, children, family, being part of something bigger than ourselves, and still be able to dedicate enough time to, I would say, our work patterns to make sure that we don't not cheat the company, that we service the company that we work for. Well, I think, I think women are pretty amazing because we can do those things. I'm not suggesting that men can't because I have great colleagues that are very capable of doing this as well. But I would say specific to women, definitely male-dominated uh, field. But I would say more and more open as the time goes on. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's my experience. I mean, there are still, I would say it's heavily dominated by men as a rule. But women are certainly up and coming and fast-paced at that. Great. And did you feel that you had any mentors as you kind of came up through your time? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, from the very beginning, I would say my mother was a great mentor, which had nothing to do with uh, my, well, it, it did really, if you think about in a holistic way, she's the one who kind of taught me the importance of showing up for life, dress for who you want to be, present yourself professionally, uh, be well-spoken, be polite, all those things, I would say there was a book, Everything You Needed to Know You Learned in Kindergarten. Uh -huh. Everything I really needed to know, I learned from my mom. Um, from a professional standpoint, I was really fortunate, I would say, in the global world. Um, there's been some really great women. I, Daphne Foster was the CFO. She has since you know, retired and good for her. Uh, there's a woman, her name was Mary McCarty. She's in charge of all the project management. I was able to watch the way she... I would say spoke with people and navigated global and really, I would say wields a lot of power in a very professional way that there's a lot of respect that goes on in that. And I try and present myself the same way. Mm -hmm. And I try and learn from people who have been in the field a lot longer than I have because they still exist, believe it or not, as well as the young and up and coming women, because they have a lot to offer as well. And together we can really give a lot back to our company and to the industry as well. So I think that, again, those few women kind of stand out in my mind as somebody that I look at and say, oh, wow, look what they can do. I know I'm also capable of doing things like that. Very cool. Thank you. What are some lessons that you learned along the way in your career? I learned that, uh, and it, it, I learned it by, I would say, breaking my teeth, but mostly Everybody wants to do well, 
And we might not all see the same way of getting there, but I, I understand that even though some people might come across not the way I would do things, that nobody really generally means to be malicious. So I try and look at everybody by saying they, they don't want to hurt us. We all want to get to a, a positive outcome. I learned that communication is critical and keeping people informed. And I rather over communicate than under communicate. Uh, so I, I tend to be that type of a person. I think it's okay to take a chance on people that maybe they don't have, I would say the degree that we're looking for, but might still embody the characteristics of somebody who wants to uh, progress in the field and shows a genuine interest and a commitment. I learned how important it is to continue education. To this day, I, I still take classes. I try and keep myself updated. And again, I'm fortunate because Global offers us those opportunities. And I, I'm actually in a leadership and development class now, and I, I can't get over how much I really enjoy it. First, I was like, oh no, another thing I have to do. But I realized it's for me, you know, it's my development. And as a result, I'm able to give more back to the organization. Wonderful. Thank you. And how do you feel that the time period where you came of age, you know, being in the, the Gen X generation, how do you feel that that has really shaped your experience as a woman in business? I, as I told you, I think that's the best time. Uh, we were the groundbreakers. We were the trailblazers because I, like I said, I watched my mom go to work every day. She probably really was the trailblazer, but learning from her when organizations started opening up, being more, what can you offer us and less gender-based? I, I think Gen X is where, you know, you want to be. There's a lot of learnings to do. There's, there was the advent of technology that allowed us to do more with that. There was um, the learning advancements. I learned to be really respectful of my time. Um, I don't need a lot of supervision or micromanagement. And I think that my generation really values experience. And that goes beyond the classroom. It's like, what can you offer me that you know better? And I know I can tell you every day, I learn something new from my team or the people in the field and keep an open mind. Great. That's the most important things. And what do you think are some of the unique obstacles or issues that women in your generation faced or are currently facing compared to previous generations or future generations? I think it's about expectations. So we, we want to have work-life balance seems like one of those terms that we all talk about, but it's, it's the reality. We, we have children, we have a life that we want to, we have partners that we, we associate with, that we want to be with, but we still have a certain obligation to work that we have to take care of. And I think that does go beyond maybe somebody who doesn't have those same responsibilities. And I try and set a good example for my daughters and my, my son. I want them to see that you can do all these great things, but don't forget about what's important. And work allows me to be able to have the relationships I have with my children, with my significant others, with people that mean something to me. But work in particular, it's what I do most of the time. I mean, I... Most people spend the majority of their Monday through Fridays and sometimes beyond that at a job. So this is something that I love to do every day. I don't feel that it's 
difficult. I don't feel that it's, it can be challenging and it can be frustrating, but in the end, it's very rewarding. So I feel very fortunate for that piece. And Gen X is that, that generation that right now in time, for a lot of Gen X, they right, have the, the aging parents that maybe they're taking care of at the same time that they're dealing yes. with teenagers or even young children, depending. And they kind right of- in the middle. Friends, right in the middle, so. And which generation, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I do have elderly parents and we are running into those situations. So you, again, it's, I think a smart company will allow of any individual women, men, whatever it is, to be able to have that latitude to, to do what you need to do. Because I, you know, I supervise a lot of people, but if somebody has an issue with their, their parents, their children, whatever they need to do, take care of your family first. At the end of the day, we're talking about a sandwich. We'll take care of this and don't worry. And as a result, I, I can't tell you the loyalty that I receive and the loyalty I feel to my company the same way because they allow that. Because it is a very, very, it can be very pretentious situation. I agree with you on that. Absolutely, Erin. So what do you think are some issues, some of the biggest issues today that still persist and disproportionately impact women? It's probably because it's always been done the way it is. That for the most part, you see... When, when I meet with um, manufacturers or distribution partners, if I meet with a woman, it's generally not, I would say, the upper echelon of the organization. It would probably be middle management on down. It's not enough. I think that women, as, as a woman, we need to think of enough of ourselves to say, yes, we can. There's no reason why we can't do the same position that these men do and better <laughs> because we do have the ability to understand that balancing act that has to be the place that presents itself every single day. You know, I, I can't tell you, I'd be in the middle of a, a call if I see one of my children are calling me, I pick up the call because I know they know what my day looks like. I don't know if my colleagues would do the same. I, I can't speak to that, but I can tell you that that's definitely something that's always going to be there. And we as women, we have to learn how to handle that and how to address it. I, I don't want to say it's, it's part of the industry. It's part of life. So if we can learn how to organize our time properly and to give the right time for the right concentrations, there's no reason that we can't be successful in any organization that we go through. And, you know, for the convenience store industry specifically, what do you think are some, some areas where we still need to improve as an industry in terms of inclusion um, and, and how we need to change and evolve? So obviously you mentioned more women in leadership. What are, what are some other ways that we need to evolve? I see, again, using my own um, personal um, experience, we just hired a director of, inclusion and diversity and she's really wonderful about bringing up things that I I don't even think about I think that we have to be more aware of how people navigate life and as a result if we allow that to happen by definition someone is not gonna a woman doesn't mind working a little bit later because during the day they have something else to do I think that we need to keep those 
kind of things in mind. I think that we also need to dig deep and see where can we elevate women to a place where they're going to be able to be higher up in the leadership roles. Because there's a lot to offer and a lot of women do get overlooked for various reasons. And I, I do think that men as a whole tend to be more, I would say, they, they have a more powerful stature physically, and that's just the way human beings operate, unfortunately. Uh, but if people take the time to learn and, and hear what you know, women have to contribute, absolutely women should be further along. There's no doubt in my mind. Wonderful. And I liked what you were saying about the, the diversity and inclusion uh, role that, that you started at your company and how they've, they've brought up things that maybe uh, weren't on your radar before and how important that is to be able to bring somebody in who can, you know, we're not, we don't know what we don't know, you know, and to have someone exactly. those things so that they can be addressed rather than just saying, oh, we don't have a, a problem with that. Uh, but if someone were to come in and point it out, you can find, find things that can be improved. Yeah, we were, we're only limited to what our own knowledge base is. So having someone come in to be able to educate us, and I do participate in all the activities that are offered through Global so I can learn and be more sensitive, you know, to what we have with women involved and, and try and elevate and educate and assist whenever possible. It's been a game changer for us. Wonderful. Well, for the Gen Z women who are listening today, what advice do you have for them and what do you wish you knew when you started your career? Oh, patience. Just be patient. <laughs> uh, listen a lot and be aware that you certainly don't know everything, that you can learn from every single person across the spectrum that we participate with. Uh, there's one woman that comes to mind that I brought on to Global. Uh, she's amazing. And she's, she's a younger person. I think she's Gen Z. Again, I'm not so great with this. About 30 years old. Is that a Gen Z? I don't know. I think that might be millennial, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the lines get a little blurred on the edges. Yeah, I think it depends what you're reading. She's in the process of hiring her first, you know, report. And she said to me, gee, I don't. I don't know this person that I really like. She knows so much more than me. I said, 100% hire her. You're going to learn from her. She's going to learn from you. And together, you're going to find where you need to be. Absolutely. Be open-minded. Look, look in places where people don't look. And, and be aware and be completely open to what's available to us today. Because there's so much out there. In, with the advent of the technology and in some ways the pandemic, you know, opening Zoom calls and, and classes online. I mean, learn as much as you can all the time. That's the only way to go about things. Wonderful. Well, Joy, thank you for taking the time today to chat with us for our podcast. Thank you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. You as well, Erin. Thank you so much.